The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Outlander Business, the two-seater commercial SUV with over 2,000 litres of cargo space, two-ton towing capacity and legendary four-wheel drive technology. Mitsubishi Motors.ie All right, Philo, Philo, Philip Malloy. Sorry about that, Philip. Philip is with me. Um, I was so confused by the Magnificent Seven music. Um, I I was in the Royal Marine Dunleary recently. Hadn't been here for years. That's my constituency, yeah. There's a photograph of Stan and Ollie. Stan, uh, Laurel and Oliver Hardy, when they came to Ireland, Mm. they stayed in the Royal Marine. They they were, okay, this was 1953. Um, They came, they had lost a lot of money. Well, I don't know if they ever had a huge amount of money because they weren't that well paid throughout their life, their lives. Uh, but they um, they they came uh, they came to Europe and the, their main sort of intention was to do a musical uh, tour of the UK, uh, but obviously they came in on a, on a ship on a boat and uh, they landed at Cove, and um, uh, Stan put a, a an entry in his diary about the, the reception that they they were really really taken by the reception that they got in Cove. Yeah. They would have come on transatlantic liners yeah. of those days. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and but you have news in them now. Yeah, well, the the, the news now is that um, there's a um, a biopic um, based. Well, I don't know if you call it. It wouldn't be a full biopic, but it's based on that uh, tour, oh. the 1953 tour. And uh, Steve, Steve Coogan and John C. Riley are playing the two parts. Now, um, Hardy in particular, his health wasn't good at that stage. Um, and all he wanted to do was play golf. That's right. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but but Laurel was the genius. He was the kind of the the, the, the tinker behind the, behind the, the pair, and he was responsible for an awful lot of their success. Um, so, uh, of course, the interesting thing about a movie about uh, Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy is like you actually have to be quite old to have man, seen them, yeah. and uh, like there'll be a huge. Uh, this is why I'm interested about. Yeah. They, they, like the producer who gets together and says we're going to make this movie mm. because it has to be a niche market like I mean if I said to my children who are learning Hardy yeah they wouldn't know yeah but I, sometimes I meet people and I'm absolutely amazed at how much they appreciate the Three Stooges and, and people yeah. like that for instance and you will <laughs> you will you will get that um, but um, okay you're talking about going back to the mid 20s you're talking about them first working on uh, on on silent shorts and then you're talking about them doing um, sound shorts and sound features so you're talking about a career of over 30 years here um, you know so what was that song that wonderful song they sing yeah, together. Um, the Trail of the Lonesome Pine, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Trail of the Lonesome Pine. Pine. Yeah. Now, the other one. How many movies can they make about Douglas MacArthur? Yeah, well, um, there's never been a really good one, George. There was one made in Ardmore. Yeah. They did some of the shooting in Sean, it was that's called. Right, that's right, yeah, yeah. And Laurence Olivier, and I it, think. Yeah, and it nearly brought uh, Ardmore to its knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was again. Remember that sort of period when um, Ardmore kept changing hands. Yeah. Well, there was a. I don't know who where the guy was from, whether it was India or somewhere like that, and he bought it. And uh, one of the things they promised, made promises about stars and money and investment all over the place, and it never happened. And eventually, well, principally the guy from India never actually bought it. They kind of <laughs> sold it yeah. to him without him giving the check. Yeah. And then they discovered he didn't have any money because I met him. I went over because I wanted to try and keep the catering. And I flew to London to meet him. And if you, if you know where the 
uh, the, on Park Lane there um, by by now the Hilton yeah. Hotel. He yeah. had an apartment there or a house and it all sounded like hunky-dory, a ton of money and he was talking telephone numbers but he never actually did anything. But this is Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson is playing MacArthur in a movie called Operation Chromite. And this is the intention is to get it out in June, which would be the anniversary of the start of the Korean War. All right, fifty one so, or something. Like that's that. right. So I've seen um, uh, I've seen pictures of him with the corn cob sort of pipe and the sunglasses. Now he actually he certainly lo- looks the part. Really? Yeah. And there's two. There's another. There, these are two. What we're talking about is biopics and movies based yeah. on real uh, characters and events. And there's another one. Then he's also doing a film called Felt, which is about Mark Felt. And Mark Felt was deep throat. He was the guy um, that we see in the the Robert Redford mm. uh, movie mm. uh, with, with the Washington Holbrook. Post, played yeah. by Hal Holbrook. And yeah, but you never see him. No, they're downstairs. They're down in, in down the, car in the park. underground car park. Yeah. yeah. So this is him, so and he was, this is playing. Yeah, and he was deputy um, director of the FBI at that time, and he 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 believed in the FBI. He believed in in the organization. He believed in what they were doing. Um, even though it probably had a very, very bad name at that stage. And uh, so anyway, they're doing, uh, he's doing, uh, Liam Neeson is doing Felt and he's also doing Operation Chromite. All right. And then you, what's this Finest Hours you're talking about? Finest Hours is uh, it's a movie, it's a Disney movie and it's a based on, I've just seen the uh, trailer for it and the, trailer, the movie is as good as the trailer. It's really hot stuff. It's about two tankers off the coast of Cape Cod in 1952 and the, the, the tankers basically are, are, are burst open. They're actually cut in two, the two of them. And it's about then the uh, Coast Guard uh, going out to try and save these guys. Uh, it's very, it, it, it looks great. Um, what is, I've seen it, I, I got an advanced copy, uh, I've seen Concussion, yeah. uh, is it going to open th- shortly? It's opening, uh, I think it's Friday week. Uh, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's an Oscar winning performance now by Will Smith, by any stretch of the imagination. But the movie for anybody um, who cares about collisions in sport, yeah. it's terrifying. Yes. I mean, it is frightening. Listen, you're getting wrapped here for by people who appreciate Laurel and Hardy. All right. I'm 38 and know Laurel and Hardy well. Uh, that, that's Tom. And uh, would you go away, George? I'm 28 and I love Laurel and Hardy. Still great for a laugh from Kenneth in Dublin. And uh, now I'm 40 and my dad reared us on a healthy diet of Laurel and Hardy <laughs> when I was a chap. Uh, great comics provide me with uh, funny <laughs> memories to this day. Uh, you're not too bad yourself, George. Yeah. Uh, there's another one. Uh, George, my kids aged 24 and 19 love Laurel and Hardy. Thanks to their wonderful granddad. It's uh, uh, um, at his best, he says, we have the complete collection of, of their films. Genius. That's the moment. But, 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 uh, they're coming in droves. Many children at about 10 years of age are now watching Laura. I'm delighted to but hear it. No, absolutely. I'm but, thrilled to but, hear but it. it. And, and you, if you watch him, um, there's a, I love that movie. I forget what the hell the title is, George. Of the two of them trying to, uh, to, to move a piano up the stairs. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. It's only about 26 minutes long, but it's really funny. Now, can I go to your library? Yeah, go on. What movie have you selected? 
Well, I've selected Bull Durham, okay? Now, um, as you know, um, Kevin Costner has a, a big interest and has always had a big interest in uh, in movies based on, on sports of various kind. And in this case, you, you know, he did Field of Dreams, he did The Love of uh, the Love of the Game, he did Tin Cup, which was a, a, golf. a, a, golf, yeah, a golf movie. And, uh, and I think the best of the one of all of these is Bull Durham. Um, it's, it was written and directed by a guy called Ron Shelton. Now, Ron Shelton was a minor league baseball player. And this, when he went over to the movies, this was the first thing that he did. And he used the movie to share his passion for the game, lusty women and small timers with big hearts. Uh, it's, um, it's Susan Sarandon is in it and she is just great. And there's some really good sex scenes between her and Costner, in it, by the way. And, uh, 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 Philip. Yes. Um, but anyway, what, what she does is every year um, she takes um, one of the members of the what are called the Durham Bulls and she takes them and she basically educates them in the ways of the world. And that's what it's about. Uh, it's very, very well done. It has lovely kind of sassy dialogue. There's a great um, uh, soundtrack in it. And uh, I think it's easily one of the best things that Costner has ever done. Because he hasn't done a lot. No, 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 no. But uh, there are one or two. Uh, and uh, I think that's one of them. But don't and tell me. I mean, is it true? Little House in the Prairie? Yes. yes. Well, of course, I never even watched it. Well, the, the actual television series. Yeah. So I'm not going to the movie. Well, I, OK, I, I have to tell you, I was a fan of uh, Michael Landon's. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you why in a minute. But um, he, he, he George was one of the most successful actors in the history of American television. Bonanza, in which he played Little Joe, went on for 14 years. Uh, then Little Aunt House in the Prairie went for nine years and then he did Highway to Heaven for another five years. He was a saint or an he, angel he was an or angel, something. An angel, yeah. Who, who well, I didn't see him in any. I didn't watch Bonanza. Mm. I didn't watch Little House of the Prairie and I didn't watch Highway to Heaven. Well, early in the early 80s, um, I was going to Los Angeles and I uh, had a friend on the Los Angeles Times who helped to set up a series. I got 10 great interviews and one of them was with him and uh, he, bought, he brought me on the set of Highway to Heaven and then we met later again uh, for a, a proper sort of sit down interview. But he told me at one stage that he was a bedwetter. He was he was he was adopted uh, by this elderly couple in New Jersey and he was a bedwetter and he used to travel, George, all over the States talking about bedwetters, uh, talking cool. about bedwetting to people. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, he was um, he was a very, very likable, very seemed to me anyway, a very genuine guy. Died of cancer, was that right? He, pancreatic cancer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, I, I just want to talk about what I'm watching. Yeah. Apparently, according to independent.ie, uh, the audience for Rebellion has dropped dramatically. Yeah, from a it's peak, about 150,000 or something. It's dropped over 150,000 from a peak of, say, 650 to now, like, 500 or something like that. Um, and I understand why. Because... I, it, it it doesn't grab you at all. Like, there isn't a character no. that you actually care about. You know, I don't care whether they live or die in a way. Mm. Do you know? I do, yeah. Uh, and, and, like, it, uh, but I tell you, you can see the money on the screen. What is it, seven million? I think? Yeah, I saw, but I you can figure. see it. Yeah. I mean, their, their, their uh, period uh, is brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But there isn't there isn't anyone at the center of it. There isn't anyone who gives it a heart. There isn't anyone who's magnetic. 
No, no, no. I, 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 and then you see they. I think like Tom Clark or Pierce or Connolly or these guys. You might have been better off staying with them, maybe. Mm. You know, as opposed. I understand, like they had to bring women into it now because. And, and is there six hours in it? I'm not sure there is, yeah. you know. I'm not sure there is. I had a really interesting discussion at lunchtime today with somebody who's uh, his son, an adult now, in his 20s. His adult, his son, tell you how little people, some people know about it. He says, why were the fellas in the GPO, in the GPO shooting at Irish soldiers? Mm-hmm. Because he was confused by some mm-hmm. of the Irish accents, you know. Mm-hmm. And he thought they were Irish soldiers. Yeah, you have loads more coming in here. I know, but listen, give me a bit of music, will you? Okay, a bit of music. Okay, uh, listen to this and uh, you'll you'll recognise who it is from the start. You'll also recognise the movie that it's from. Just listen for a few minutes. The guy from Gladiator, Joachim Phoenix (laughs) in Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Uh, But he sang, as opposed to a lot of the women in musicals who are doped. Yeah, that's one one of the, I I think anyway, one of the best cases in, in movies of a guy actually learning to sing for his part and doing the singing. And he also... Him and Reese Witherspoon, they also, he, by the way, he, he practiced for six months with the singing. And uh, him and Reese Witherspoon, who played June Carter opposite uh, Phoenix as Johnny Cash, um, she, uh, she, she practiced uh, the auto harp. She became proficient with the auto harp while he was working at the, the, the guitar. All right. And uh, it's, it's, I, I think it's a really good example. I, I have the, actually in my bag there, I have the, the full soundtrack. And he does. He does. But he must do about twelve songs in it, and they're all him singing. Absolutely. Cash. The other guy I like talking of uh, actors who kind of learned to sing on the movie. I actually like Kevin Spacey doing Bobby Darren. Did you? I did. Yeah. Mm. I liked Bobby Darren, uh, and I liked the way you didn't like Kevin Spacey. No, no, I did. I did. Um, I, I actually was looking at him. Uh, you mentioned him. You didn't like him there recently, and I just looked up some stuff on YouTube. And a series of impersonations, and especially the one at the actor's studio, you know, the ones at the yeah. actor's studio. And he was very, very good. He's a very good impersonator, George. Really? Yeah, so I'm not surprised at all. That I wouldn't be surprised. I actually saw it. I don't remember how good he was, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to hear that he was a good um, impersonator. All right. John in Limerick is saying 1916 is just a soap with guns and uniforms. Well. And then uh, with the uh, Costner movies, Revenge, No Way Out, Dances with Wolves, Mr. Brooks, Hatfield and yeah. McCoy's, all by a listener. Yeah, they, no, I mean, there's good ones there. Uh, did he mention Revenge? I, I like Revenge. He did. He yeah. said that first. Yeah. And now the picture show, 
what picture time show on Saturday? picture show at uh, six o'clock uh, on Saturday, and we have the director Oliver Parker of uh, Dad's Army. Oh, Dad's a, Army! A film version of Dad's can Army. Can I talk about and, Dad's and Army follow, next week? Fo- what you can, yeah. I want to talk about it. Yeah, okay. Particularly Sir Michael Gambon. Oh, he's great in it, George. He's very, very good in it. 